Video Game Pulse. Episode Everybody, I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dark Arakido. And they have an ill supervisor. <laughs> yes. So so we're half supervised? Is that what that means? Yeah, the dragon may have to leave halfway through the show, depending on how things uh, play out. Progress. <laughs> yep. It's another week, though. It's, uh, it's been two weeks again. There's not that much news for two weeks. Yeah. Not much going on. There is these days. Yeah. Uh... I think before we get into side notes, I should probably mention some uh, show notes, uh, just in case uh, anyone's listening to this show and you're also a subscriber to Anime Pulse. Uh, it's just come to my attention that the show notifications emails that uh, we send out before we record, preferably, you know, hours, like a day before the show. Sometimes it doesn't always work out that way, but the emails we send out to notify that, hey, the show is recording, this show is recording, and it's going to be at this time, uh, they're all being sent to the spam folders for whatever reason. So I checked my spam folder and sure enough, there was my show notes for or no, my, my email from, for this show. And, uh, yeah, it shows, I think we only have two people in the chat right now. Yep. Yeah. It's out there available. Go poke the others. If you've got contacts with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, another reason why I think if you, if you listen to this show specifically, that I think following me on Twitter at millennium X one seven would be a good idea. Cause then I like this morning, this morning, I think it was like 9am Eastern time. I tweeted out that, yeah, I sent the show notes out. Uh, is anyone seeing it? Because I didn't see it. And then and Vale was the one who tweeted me back immediately within a couple of minutes. Was like, yeah, it's in my spam folder. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So I emailed yeah. Waltall on the subject. He's looking into it. I don't know how long it'll take. Just an FYI, uh, you know, knowledge is power and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I do believe that's all the show notes I've got to go over with. Uh, from that note, we can head on off now to the side notes. Who's got what? Uh, who wants to go first? I think we've all got stuff to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, for once. Is, this is going to be a lengthy show, by the way. I can already tell yeah, right now. This yeah. is going to be a long one. <laughs> Absolutely. It, there's it's an email show with no emails, not that much news. I can already tell you right now, this one's going long. All right. <laughs> I suppose we should get to it then. Mm. I suppose I'll start off. So uh, yeah, there is much hype for tonight. We are going to have ourselves an adventure and a half. Because I believe for the first time, for me at least, I am going to be attending a midnight launch of a video game. Gasp. Gasp. So pretty much immediately after the show's over, we're going to have to head out and get the uh, line ticket for it. Which, that's the other thing, is that... Yeah, that's uh, weird. 
Yeah, for GameStop is where the midnight launch is for Pokemon Sun and Moon tonight. And according to Millennium, line tickets usually go out in the morning. Yeah. But this one, they're giving out line tickets between 9 p.m. and 11.45 p.m. Probably because it's just Pokemon. Probably, yeah. I could see that. I don't know how many people are going to be showing up. That'll be very interesting for me, at that's least. A, that's the same here. I'm interested yeah. to know this. But, uh... So that'll be fun tonight, so we're going to have to head out right after the show, pick that up, and then uh, head out again later on, closer to time. Yeah, so, unless you want to hang out by GameStop I was going to say, unless you want to hang hours. out at uh, GameStop and Five Guys for two and a half, three hours. I was just about to say, isn't Five Guys next door to GameStop? Yeah, but I, I don't, don't know, know if, if they're we open. could kill two and a half hours there. <laughs> I don't think Five Guys stays open, though, which you would think would be a, an easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah, you would think for the midnight well, launches. Well, you could go to McDonald's up on near the station uh, juncture. Yeah. Yeah, the diner one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go sit in there for a bit. I already <laughs> ate, though, so. Yeah. You'll be hungry again after the show. <laughs> We'll see what happens. I know, I know you better than that. Yeah, we can make plans on the fly as we're, you know, driving around. But So that'll be exciting. That's happening tonight. And uh, then the other side note I have is sort of related, sort of not. Uh, a couple days ago, I ordered a new plushie from PokemonCenter.com of one of the new starters for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, according to the tracking number, it is here in our town right now. <laughs> but it of course arrived it is. yesterday from and the New catch, York City. The catch is? And the catch is that uh, the post office are lazy bastards again. Are you shocked? No. Yeah, I they think it's because yeah. you live up such a long driveway. Doesn't no, matter. No, it's not. But, uh, and plus it's a plushie. Is it really in that hard of a box or... They ship them in quite solid boxes. As I say, it is a hard box, but it's not a very big box. At least it shouldn't be. But, uh, so yeah, we got the pink card of doom again today. It's like, oh, we missed you. We tried to deliver. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, off. You really know that the, that package that they sent, oh, we tried to deliver. You couldn't. It, 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 no, it never left the post office. Never and you left filled the out office. that pink card at the post office yep. and just dropped it in. That's the end of it. Exactly. And you know what? It wouldn't be so frustrating if they just came out and openly admitted that that was the case. Exactly. They can't do that. But yeah, so I'm going to be getting that tomorrow. Uh, our mother's going to be picking it up for me after work tomorrow, so. Yeah, I just, it just, it always pisses me off when the post office blatantly lies to your face about that stuff. Like I when, know. When I show up and I saw the tracking number says it here, oh, we don't know where it is. I'm like, you don't know where, no, we don't know where it is in this building. I'm it's like, probably me. on the truck. I'm like, no, it's not. And, or they'll look at me and go, well, each pallet is, uh, is it's not listed or, you know, it's like, it's like each pallet is shrink wrapped together with a bunch of boxes. It's like, so you're telling me that the tracking number doesn't then break down in your system telling you what number pallet's on and where, you know, it's like, seriously? I know. Oh right? no, we got to break it down and figure it out. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So you just you I'm, just tell them straight so they do it. I work at a distribution center. I know how tracking numbers work. Okay. Yeah. It's not just random numbers and letters and other jigger. It's you know there's a system behind it. And you're telling me, oh, we we just bring boxes into this building and we don't know where we put anything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so in short, you tell them straight until they go and find your parcel. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. So yeah, adventures. I can just in the post imagine office. that. <laughs> I can just imagine you going there and telling them straight. 
So yeah, I'll have my new plushie tomorrow. I'll probably uh, have Millennium take a photo of it for me and put it up on Twitter or something because mm, it is can do so that. cute, super cute. But uh, so yeah, those are my side notes basically. Who's up next? Uh, quick note though is for the post office before we move on to that. Okay. I I've had a post office box at the same post office for a few years now. And I've had to re-sign up for it at least three times because when I've checked the box for automatic renewal for them to auto-recharge me for it, they haven't, and then they go and lock the box. Yeah. It's been locked, and I haven't been charged for it in the last year. And I'm thinking of just giving the key back because, what really? I checked the box. It says automatic renewal, and they still don't charge me for it. So it's like at this point in time, I don't use What's it often enough. I don't use it often enough, so it's like... Yeah. I might as well just give it back. What's this box thing about? It's a post office box. A box at the post office where you can get stuff delivered right. to. Right. My my theory right. was is that we don't have anything like that. My yeah. theory behind getting it was that so that when I send when I ship stuff, I ship stuff to that box. So that way, when it shows up there, I can just go to the post office and pick it up, so I can avoid that pink card of doom nonsense that I they know, invent I know. and just pick it up there. The problem being is that it, they still have their thumb thoroughly secure up their ass enough that it still doesn't matter either which way. Mm-hmm. And plus, when they like every couple of months, I find out oh they've locked it again because they didn't charge me again even though i've signed up for automatic renewal it's like really it the, the hassle is too much at this point in time i might as well just ship it here and take the pink card of doom because they're too fucking lazy to do their own job I think it's time to switch to dhl or uh, ups i don't think we have a dhl in town um i ordered from dhl before and it just gets handed over to the post office anyway so but of course it does anyway ups usually makes the trek down here but well, that, they're about that, the only ones the only problem with ups is that their distribution center which is literally five minutes down the road it from is, us so close but the the retarded part about it is that you know the whole you know they can't take left turns nonsense they're on the wrong side of the road from us so they don't take a left turn to get to us so therefore Wait, we're what? the one of the last stops on their run even though they're five minutes down the road mm-hmm. they don't deliver till seven eight o'clock at night here when yep. on their when they're finishing their run yep which is the part you can't make turns in a certain way. What? Well, the, it's it's they did this whole stu- there's a study on it. I forget who, what, and where, but uh, for trucks and fuel efficiency, it's it's easier for them to just take a right turn at intersections and stoplights uh, than to wait for a green arrow at a turn signal or at a light. That's retarded. I'm not going to disagree with that statement whatsoever, but that's the theory behind it, and enough companies use it. UPS is one of them. Okay, whatever. That's retarded, though, that they won't take certain turns. They they plan their route accordingly so that they only take right-hand turns. If you live in an area like yours, it is windy as hell down that end. That is stupid. Again, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> Either which way. Kaz, do you want to go or do you want me to go for side notes? I'll get mine over with. So, yeah, yesterday I do my washing. That finishes. I go to put it in the dryer. Go and put some water in the sink to do the pots. Think, oh wait, I forgot to put a dryer sheet in the dryer. Go back over to the dryer literally two minutes later. Open it and this plume of smoke shoots out of the dryer. (laughs) And I mean, it was putrid smoke. Awesome. I was just like, what the hell? I think your uh, your tech fail demons have left your laptop and have taken up residence in your dryer lately. So yeah, this dryer, we only got it in July, after the dryer that was about 30 years old finally packed in. 
That one was definitely not my fault. It was older than me. But yeah, this dryer, we've had it since July and we bought it brand new. Not best pleased, as you can imagine. <laughs> so yeah, we we thought maybe the filter inside just needs a clean. You know, the condenser part of it. Because I don't know if you guys have heard of condenser dryers. Or not. I have no idea. Animal on his sh- phone. <laughs> I'm, I figured. I'm making sure that nothing's blowing up right now on Twitter. <laughs> in short, condenser dryers condense the steam into water and it gathers in a tank at the top so you don't need a vent. Perfect when your vent's been broken for like the last 12 years. So yeah, we took the condenser out, cleaned it as per the instructions on the Beko instruction manual. Put it back in, thought, right, we'll just put a 10 minute cycle on and check it after two minutes, you know, with nothing in it. Same issue. <laughs> We opened it two minutes later, immediate smell of smoke. It took me like an hour and a half to vent the damn smell of smoke out of the kitchen the first time. I am glad I did not leave it, because all of my clothes were in there. That probably would have ended well. No, if I'd have left that and not noticed it, because I only noticed it when I opened the door. If I hadn't noticed that, I could have burnt the damned house down. Yep. Minor detail. And burnt all my clothes in the process. Again, minor detail. So yeah, we got in touch with them. They called yesterday morning after Mother had got to work, typically. We'll probably do the same in the morning. But they're going to send an engineer out to sort it out, because it's under warranty. And yeah. so, it should be, so it should be when we only got it this year. I would hope so. But other than that, it's just like, oh for God's sake. Zaldera Becco, there's no recall on it, we already checked. There was a recall on it in 2012 from some units manufactured between six months. Don't worry, we already checked that with all the hot point shit going on. Yeah, so you almost burnt the house down. As you do. Sounds like a good time. Mm. The uh, My side notes are the fact that from now, for the last two weeks, like last week, this week, and from now straight through the end of the year, I'm going to be having to do a lot of overtime because, of course, uh, people smarter than me decided to start changing things and and trying new procedures and the what have you during the busiest time of the year because, of course, it makes perfect sense. So, yeah, I'm going to be on overtime. I was on overtime, what, Tuesday this week? Uh, Next week I have Friday, the week if – next week I'll be working on Black Friday – it's at, oh. the, it's at the distribution center and not the actual stores, so Still. I'll be okay. Uh, uh, and then, you know, from there on off, it, uh, what have you. But, yeah, overtime, yay. It's not like I have you – know, I have plenty of time to do everything I want, as is, right? <laughs> not really. It's not on that they're forcing you to do it. Yeah, that's the thing that's kind of shocking to me that I still never understand. I show up Saturday afternoon, and they're like, oh, by the way, you're working on Wednesday. It's like, w- with like three, four days notice, they're like, oh, yeah, you're working on this day. By the way, One you're scheduled. One of these days, you need to tell them straight you've got something going on. The uh, I love how they, 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 they tiptoe around the subject. It's not mandatory. It's scheduled. But you have to be there. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's the thing. So as I had this way, we're not going to get back to Kirby Golf until next year. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things I would like to do. I have a lot of games I would like to play. I, I, have, I have Quantum Break. I would like to finish Uncharted 4, which I've yet to touch. I've touched neither of those in two weeks. The only anime I've watched in the last two weeks is with Dark God here, which was uh, a new game. new game. 
Uh, we'll that get, is awesome. We'll get to that in the final yeah, thoughts. Yeah, that show's uh, really good. And then it's like I I can't even remember honestly what I was last watching in, for anime. I was it was on Funimation side. I can't honestly remember what it was though. That's how long it's been since I've gone back and seen it. Yeah. Uh, so it's like yeah. So I have no time to do anything. There's that. I need to for all those who are for the one or two people that are still watching my Valkyria Chronicles playthrough. First and foremost, thank you. It's still posting. It's still ongoing. I'm down to posting one a week because. I'm running out of them. I think I only have two or three more left to put up. And then I'm like, I'm, that's where I'm at right now. And yeah. I, st- one of these days in d- soon, I'm going to have to just sit down and grind because that's where I'm at right now. So I just need to grind to get my scouts up to past level 10. And then I can just easily enough record the first uh, half of thousand. And then at least give me something to, you know, that'll be another two, three parts, maybe give or take mm-hmm. uh, plus or minus. We'll see how that works out. But then from there, I got to refresh myself on the second half of Thousand Fight, which is complicated, to say the least. Mm-hmm. But it's like I have no time to do any of it. So it's like I got to sit down and record. But it's like with what time? Yeah, I have just the opposite problem right now. I really, really want to get into like Let's Plays and stuff. But I, ha- I have all the time in the world to do it. But I have no place to do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> You technically could set up out here in the living room, but... Uh, the sound would be horrible. I already know that. I don't think so. Do you think that? No, nah, I don't think so. I think it'd be fine. The only problem is that you would need a capture card of some kind. Yeah, and I would also need a block of time where mom and dad aren't around. Yeah. Because, you know, the yeah. second mom gets in, that TV is on regardless of anything that's going on. Oh, the fact that she's on the other side of the room facing the other direction on her computer. Not even paying it. attention to so Oh, no, she's watching. Don't worry oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, she's definitely watching. Yep. Yeah, one of these days with your overtime, you need to just say, oh, sorry, I can't. I'm out of state. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it just, it, it, yeah. It wouldn't be an issue right now. We're unlike last year, we're properly staffed this year. But the problem is, is that they're trying new things during the busiest time of the year. It like which is stupid. Really, of course, these people fresh out of college, they you know they've got all the best ideas in the world to make that <laughs> wheel just a little bit more round, and they're gonna reinvent the whole system to do it. But hey, it's you know. <laughs> In turn, leading to a square wheel that won't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, details. Don't go there. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. It's not like, you know, we ha- it, it, the DC hasn't done the same thing for the last, you know, 15-something years and been perfectly fine doing it up to this point. Yeah. It's not like that hasn't worked or anything. <laughs> but what do I know? I just move boxes. Yeah. And also, a uh, quick side note here, speaking of, you know, wanting to get into Let's Plays and stuff, I've actually sat down and cleaned up my YouTube channel and actually changed my name to Dark Atakido now. Nice. I no longer have my old username. Hayami Koyinata. Hayami Koyinata was the username. Now it has been changed to Dark Atakido, and I've gotten rid of all of my, you know, shitty old AMV videos. The only thing that's left on there right now is the footage of a monster truck event that came up to our town oh right back. at this at uh, the hockey arena down yeah, the, road. the hockey arena so that is the only <laughs> footage that is left on there everything else has been completely wow, you, you, you got rid of everything up. really yeah everything's completely clean and i'm so much happier for it because my god those videos were terrible so yeah yeah it's a thing so that is a step in the right direction at least so yeah again it is a thing it is a thing and I don't believe there's anything else for that aspect of it. And my only other uh, aspect is an update 
to the Soviet state of New York's uh, pistol permit application <laughs> process. Oh, God, yeah. You've, you've got to tell this story. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, all the this. All the paperwork is filled out. All of that is in groovy. The only thing remaining was the safety class. Ah. And how did that go? Yes. Well, first off, it was scheduled on November 8th, and for reasons un- I'm not entirely sure of, they, uh, they were busy or something. Something else was going on, I was told. So they postponed it from November 8th to November 10th, so it went from that Tuesday to a Thursday, which was okay because my overtime day that week was a Wednesday, so I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, Thursday I showed up, and they're like, oh, so sorry for the reschedule you did. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. There was 24 people in the class. Ha- about, you know, it's all different age groups from young to old, and 50% of the class was female, which is, like, great to see. It's fantastic. And so they get started, and it's like, okay, this is the safety class. What did I say beforehand about a safety class? It, I said it sounds like a good idea, but I guarantee you in practice it's not that good. Remember? I mm-hmm. said something like that. I don't know oh, if, yeah. I don't consciously remember if I said it on this podcast or not, but I'm like, this doesn't sound like, to me it sounds like a very uh, political kind of, you know, uh, what's the right word for it? Like, you know, bureaucratic way of going about it. It's like, it's not like, it sounds like a good idea, but is it an actual good idea? And now that I've been through it, I can officially a hundred percent say that it is, uh, uh, it pretty much teaches you everything that you should already know. If you're going to be getting into firearms, you know, point the gun in a safe direction, finger off the trigger, you know, yada, 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 the usual safety rules, treat all guns as if they're loaded. You know, the, the usual miners, common sense deal, the problem that I have with it is that the company that was putting us on, well, the first guy that came up, there's like four different instructors, and the first guy that comes up to it, he's talking really quietly, and he's looking down at his feet, and he's not really, I'm like, it's a good thing I was towards the front of the class because I wouldn't have been able to hear him otherwise. Uh, another guy was coming up, he was explaining, he had this big, you know, diagram on the board there. It was at the actual county sheriff's training room was where we were. Uh, and right at the front of the training room, they had this big poster of a, a bullet, and they were trying to explain, you know, this is the actual bullet, this is the casing, this is the powder, and this is the, um, uh, this is, uh, what is, um, uh, and then it's the guy in the front of the class goes, the primer? He goes, yeah, that's it, the primer. And it's like, you don't even know the parts, and you're supposed to be teaching the class itself? <laughs> like, all the training aids they had were like, uh, they're real guns, quote unquote, but they're they're special student training type guns. The barrels are solid. Uh, there's no firing pin, but they have every functionality of a real firearm. They're they're just specifically for training only. Uh, that they're incapable of firing anything, and the rounds that they take are solid pieces of brass that are of the real size of the rounds themselves. So they act real. Uh, but they're just solid pieces of brass. Anyway, yeah. These things were so beaten, busted, and studentized uh, from you know a term that I learned back when I went to MMI down in Orlando, studentized, <laughs> that they didn't even function properly anymore. The guy had a like, the guy had a 1911 a copy, and he pulls the magazine out, and these brass rounds just shoot out of the top of the magazine, <laughs> right there in front of everybody, right onto the floor. It was hilarious. 
So are these uh, these guys the same ones who are training our police officers? No, they're or? not. No, they're okay, not. Okay, I was gonna say that would no. be horrific no, if that not. was the case. It's not that bad. But this is what my point. I'm getting at is this is one hell of a Scooby Doo production. Oh yeah. All right. You, like I was in disbelief that a I I paid fifty dollars for this and b it's required. <laughs> Everyone ha who gets a concealed carry permit in our county has to go through this Scooby Doo production that teaches you stuff you should already know stuff that should be obvious and then there it's like maybe one or two things that are of specific point to actual the concealed carry permit itself in new york state but other than that there's no real useful information but the fact that it's required and it's just like what in the hell am i doing here <laughs> this is insanity and and another thing i know this is going to sound bad but the old lady that was sitting next to me is eventually if she gets her permit probably either going to shoot herself a grandchild a pet she's going to shoot something because she's not safe the only thing she didn't do was pick up the gun and look down the barrel you know you know like pointing yeah. at no that's the only thing she didn't do asking stupid questions that you know take three or four times to explain before she either gave up or had to we had to move on it's just like okay yeah you're dangerous so i left the safety class feeling less safe <laughs> yep so, just saying, you know, not saying, just saying. <laughs> Is there anything yep. else for side notes? I don't think so. Don't think so, Kaz? Cat. Cat. There is a cat. Breakdancing cat? No purring cat. Mm, okay. So I don't believe there's much else because, to my knowledge, no other news of any real significance happened in the last two weeks. <laughs> so I do believe we should move on to the news. All right. Flash news? Flash news. Time for flash news. All right. If you want to talk about anything, which I believe Dargod probably wants to talk about the first bit here, uh, stop me. All right. But uh, Digimon World uh, World Next Order Story trailer reveals January release date. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that game to come out. Yeah, you get nice pre-order bonuses. Here. It really hasn't got much mention of anything. Yeah. Which is not on if they don't give us the pre-orders. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anything else for that? Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to pre-order that or not. We'll see. Hopefully so, because there are some pretty nice uh, things if you want to open up that tab real quick. I'm going to have to make sure to pre-order, because the last game went out of stock for about a month a day after release. Awesome. So, yeah, let's see. Where is it listed here? It doesn't actually have a list, per se. But, uh... All right, so it'll come with a soundtrack and also a figure of a Megamon. Which no, it doesn't awesome. come with a figure. Read the article. Digivolution Man. core for o Omegamon. Yeah. It's not a figure, it's an evolution core. You're looking at the video. Yeah. It does look like a figure to me, though, it in does. the picture. Yeah, but it's not included in the game. The figure's just to say that you get the item. That's weird, because that it looks no like sense. a figure, yeah. It, that's a SH Figuarts Omegamon. Oh, it ships January 27th in Europe and January 31st in the Americas for PlayStation 4 only. Yep. Either yeah, way, that game is going to be awesome. Yeah, you get awesome. Don't forget the soundtrack isn't just for that game. It's the original Digimon World soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. Some newbie pack and then the Evo item. Yeah. Yep. Moving on? Moving on. 
65,000 PlayStation 4 Pros have been sold in four days in Japan. During the same time frame, it was 28,000 and change of original or regular PS4s. Right. That's interesting. Very much so. Another interesting bit about the PS4 Pro is that I've heard news stories circulating about how it's got 8.4 teraflops. And it's like, I don't think that's true. (laughs) I'm relatively positive of that. Yeah, I don't even know what a teraflop is. Because it's all about them teraflops. (laughs) Many flops were had. Many flops were had, but how many gigawatts does it have? (laughs) That's the real question we need to be asking. (laughs) I know, right? Moving on. Moving on. Frontier Developments has relieved, revealed the launch trailer for Planet Coaster, which is launching next week, I think. This week, next week. I forget when exactly. Is that the one that you've been yes. interested in? Uh, That's why I sent you the link for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the fun part is that I I bought the pre-alpha version for $75 and have played it on and off over the last couple of months, and it's been improving drastically over as time has gone. I haven't played it in the last month or so, so I haven't actually played it during the beta uh, I probably next time I play it is during full release, but I, I it came out. I have it before it came to Steam, and then it's come to Steam. I've yet to download it on Steam. Yeah. Have you got a key for it though? Oh yeah, I've got a full key and everything. That's my seventy-five dollars for pre-alpha included everything all the way up to full launch and beyond. So quite expensive though. Well, you know, yeah, it looks <laughs> it's interesting. Anyone who's been onto YouTube, search for the guy's name is Silverette, and I don't know how to pr- or to. Uh, spell that off off the top of my head but silver at planet coaster uh he makes time lapse fe- footage of him doing stuff in the game and his stuff is amazing oh god yeah it's so good so good it's unbelievable how much detail he puts into it quite astonishing i do not have that much patience i know right <laughs> oh so, yeah it's fun game so far it's, it's it's shaping up like it's gonna be really awesome there's that moving on. Oh, shock and awe. There is a Nintendo Switch beta scam floating around. Of course. There for A beta for what? What are you testing? There's no hardware know. in hands. <laughs> that so is very strange. So let's stop but... and think about this for just a moment. Yeah. There's no beta. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. World of Tanks developer Wargaming is set to publish Total War Arena. Nice. Uh, oh, more Nintendo Switch. The console was briefly listed at... Uh, in a Canada Toys R Us for three hundred and thirty Canadian dollars. Uh, however, I wouldn't put much stock into this, as I would imagine it's just a placeholder price. Probably retailers do this from time to time. That's why every they time they actually oh. said that price wasn't a normal placeholder price for Canadian stores. Again, I I wouldn't believe it until I officially got word from Nintendo. Yeah. Also, live chat fail. Oh yeah, uh, apparently there's rumors that the pl- or or stories that the PS4 Pros are playing certain games worse than others. Right. Again, I when you complicate the system, you know, uh, waters in having different SKUs and what have you. It's the same game; it goes into the same same disc goes into this different trays, but it's like they're the ones who complicated it themselves. Again, I I don't see any reason to upgrade to a PS4 Pro if you already have a PS4. I know, I love my PS4. It's great. But yeah, that's the word right now is that there's certain uh certain games will actually run worse on the Pro than versus the core PS4, which is interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting uh issue to be having. But yeah. Moving on, Vivendi's share of Ubisoft is still growing currently at around 24%. Oh boy. Yes, but don't worry, they're not doing a hostile takeover or anything like that. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
Moving on, Samsung is now blocking web access on unreturned Note 7s. Gold. Mm. Come on now, it's exciting when your phone might explode at any moment. I know. Especially when you have it in your, you know, your pants pocket. <laughs> Nothing bad could possibly happen there. Mm. Yeah. Or on your bedside table. Yeah, details. Or when you're, you leave your phone home and you're not there. <laughs> but again, what do I know? Mm. Details. Call of Duty launch has, uh, the sales have fell almost 50% in the UK this year. I think the exact number was about 48 and change, give or take. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just significantly down from last year's Call of Duty, which is not surprising to me. It's actually good to see that a lot of people didn't uh, just shell the $80 for Modern Warfare remaster. Mm-hmm. I say give it six months and it'll be its own standalone thing. Yeah. By all words, the, the remaster is amazing. Uh, the uh, Infinite Warfare campaign is really good. Everyone's saying it's really good. And the multiplayer is utter shit. Right. <laughs> so that's the breakdown from what I've been hearing for the people that I follow on Twitter and the what have you and around the internet. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, it's pretty universal across the board. Everyone says, you know, the campaign's good. The the multiplayer shit and Modern Warfare Remaster is amazing. So, <clears throat> again, six months. We'll see. It'll come on its own. Yep. Uh, f- uh, from a tweet from Bethesda stating that Fallout 4 mods will be coming to the PlayStation 4 this month. Interesting. Holy shit. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, hold on a second. We need to have... Uh, Dark God, are you okay? No. You, do you need a hug? I, yes, actually. I think you might need a hug. Persona 5 US release date has been delayed to April. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. They delayed it again. I think it's April 4th is the official date now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. And you were worried the other year that, oh, no, I wasn't going to have enough money to, you know, play or buy it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. So, uh, just Sega, why? Just Sega. Just please release it before it you It came die. out in Japan in September. I know, right? What is the delay for? Because <laughs> it's already finished. The uh, I, I from this I heard that it will be coming with uh the Japanese voice tracks as DLC. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, still all the same. I don't understand what the holdup is to get it translated. You've I know, had the right? game for how long? So what do they have? One guy working on it in a basement <laughs> somewhere. Yep. Good lord. Every once in a while, you throw him a coffee and a biscuit. Tell him he's doing a great job. Yep. Well, it's a thing. Can I have my hug now? Yes, you need a hug. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This is why your brother is awesome. He looks after you. He does. Uh, oh, speaking of looking after people, uh, the Game Awards 2016, which is, I believe, the first week week weekend, I believe, Sunday, I'm guessing. I'm not sure exactly when it is. Uh, first something or other of December is going to be the Game Awards 2016. It will be uh, from Jeff Keighley himself, says that they will be showing off more gameplay in the wake of No Man's Sky. So yeah, not just these teaser trailer nonsensories going on, which ultimately (laughs) is a good thing. Uh, That forces the game to actually be more complete so that they can actually show gameplay. Instead of a a splash screen where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to start production on this game tomorrow. (laughs) Coming in 2018, maybe. You know how it is. 
Yep. And just real quick, thank you, Burst Angel. Burst Angel also gave me a hug. <laughs> Hugs oh, yeah. all around. Oh, hey, Burst Angel's in the chat. Yep. Nice. Yeah, hi, buddy. So dropped in a while ago. Yeah, I saw you. I just didn't have a chance to say hi. Yeah. Anyway, uh, ooh, good news for me. Uh, the uh, developer of Alan Wake, Remedy, is now teasing a new game trailer to come soon. Nice. That'll Holy be awesome. Shit. Mm. Nobody knows what or where, but uh, it's going to have my attention when it does. Oh, Everyone's God, pointing yes. at either the Game Awards in December or PAX is also, or not PAX, it's uh, PlayStation Experience, excuse yep. me. Not PAX. It's the mm-hmm. PlayStation experience is uh, in also in December, so nobody knows what, where, or when. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be awesome. When I that could happens. always use me more remedy. Which, speaking of remedy, you know, oh, I have Quantum Break. I've had it for months now, but I've never been able to get to it. I know. Do let me know when you do, because I do mm. want to watch that. Cause oh remedy yeah, definitely. Stuff is so good. It's gonna be an interesting experience. I would I play that, that myself, but I don't have a Xbox One out here, so. Ah yes, that sounds like an issue. As I say, unless you want to volunteer yours while you're doing overtime. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of Xbox, you know the Xbox One Elite version with the Elite controller. Mm-hmm. Game was selling it at two hundred quid for the one terabyte Xbox One plus an Elite controller. That's pretty good. The Elite controller itself is one hundred and thirty quid, give or take. Right. If that I is had pretty the good. Money, I'd have picked it up. <laughs> yeah, especially the Elite controller. Everyone says that the Elite controller is really swank. Yeah. yeah, I would have been replacing my 360 controller with it on the computer if I'd have managed to get one. Mm, yeah, I would, but ooh, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right. That's why I said I'd have only got the console deal if I could have afforded it. I won't mm. buy the controller outright. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. Moving on, uh, there is going to be a new free roam mode available for Firewatch after you've beaten the main campaign. It allows you just, you know, just wander about in Wyoming. Nice. Sounds interesting, though. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And moving on, the last bit of Flash news is that the Last of Us movie is indefinitely delayed over creative differences. I still don't get why The Last of Us needs to be a movie. The Last of Us basically is a movie by because itself. Because everything has to be a movie. Details? I was say, The Last of Us by itself, in game form, is basically a movie. I'm so. going to drop a tab in, by the way, for UK and EU listeners. Right. That has started today. Yeah. We have been at boinked. There is many boink to be had. Yeah, just drop that in for anyone that needs to buy anything. Okay, it's, uh, I don't know what this is. What am I looking at? Black Friday deals. Oh, Black Friday. Yeah, the sale started today. That's cool. Just want to drop it in for UK and EU uh, listeners there. No, Zaldera, it's not Brexit. <laughs> it's not Brexit. <laughs> no, Overclock has, uh, has got the Black Friday sale on. In that case, I'll so, just put it in the, uh, the, in the EU, chat. For EU UK listeners... Have fun. <laughs> yep. That is yeah, a thing. Don't get in on the show news as well, if you want. If I remember, some, I'll try I know to remember. We've got some that listen to the show but don't listen live. I try to remember, but then again, you know, it's, it's that whole you. remembering thing. Moving on to the real news. Moving on. Dark God. Oh yes. <laughs> You've been waiting for this. I have been. Because I called it the second I heard about it. I said, this is not going to end well, and people are stupid. Are you surprised? uh, Nope. 
So basically what happened is about, I want to say, two weeks ago, I started seeing a lot of people on the internet talking about uh, their thoughts and opinions on Pokemon Sun and Moon, which confused me greatly because I didn't know if they were talking about the demo or because like the game hasn't come out yet. The game doesn't come out here for another couple of hours. So I four was hours like, to be specific. So I was like, okay, like what's going on? And then you know, I see people talking about, oh, you know, I beat the game in you know X amount of days. I'm like, what? So I started looking into this, and apparently, I'm not a hundred percent sure how it works if it's on the computer or if it's actually somehow on the 3ds. But people have been getting a hold of pirated copies of Pokemon Sun and Moon that you can download off the internet. It's and common. And apparently, like, it works just fine. Apparently, you can, like, go online and all that. Yada, yada. whole experience is there. And as soon as I heard about this, I'm like, this is not going to end well. Why are people doing this? Like, there's no way that Nintendo's not going to hear about this, not going to come down hard on the people who are stupid enough to do this. I was going to say, Nintendo will see in five seconds if the game servers will be in use. Exactly, that's because it connected to the official servers. So I was like, you're not being sneaky. Like, why, why do you think you can get away with this? So uh, news has since come out that if people downloaded and played the Pokemon Sun and Moon pirated version and were stupid enough to connect to the official servers on it, not only are you banned from going online with the official game when it comes out, uh, your entire 3DS is now completely blacklisted, basically. You cannot do more or less anything internet-related on the 3DS anymore. Now, you can't access the eShop, you can't download games you've already purchased, you can't download new games, you can't connect to the internet on any game that you put in there. It is basically a bricked console, and I laughed when I heard about it's this. It's your account. Yep. As well. So, yeah. And as you can imagine, um, the pirates are salty about this. The pirates are very salty about this. Well, one of my friends already has been playing the game for a week, but he's not dumb enough to go online. Oh. Even he laughed at this. Yeah. The salt is real. Reading down some of these posts that are on the uh, Kotaku article we're looking at. Oh, is the salt ever real? I'll I'll just add in, though, with said friend, he tries things out and buys them. Yeah. So he's not a dick as such. But, yeah. <sighs> and uh, Nintendo have officially commented on the situation as well. Basically saying, deal with it. <laughs> it's well, like, yeah. Uh, if you're dumb enough to go online with a pirated copy before it releases, you're going to get caught. Exactly. One would think that it's uh, relatively obvious. One would think, but uh, apparently not. Perhaps maybe I'm Our the only one who thinks that. doesn't exist in this generation. So uh, here's the official quote from Nintendo as it has been posted on this Kotaku article. Uh, as a result of a number of Nintendo 3DS users using unauthorized versions of several games and connecting to the official game servers in violation of our terms of service, these users' Nintendo 3DS systems that stored the unauthorized game code have been banned from Nintendo's online network effective immediately. Yes. And this makes you very sad to hear about. Oh, God. Because as soon as I heard about this, I was like, this is not going to end well. Like, just wait for the official release date. It's not that far off. But, you know, there are idiots everywhere. Mm. 
So yep. yeah. So that happened. Winning. Winning. Hashtag deal with it. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, that hashtag is being used for a different purpose at this current point in time. Why is that? Oh, don't worry. We'll get there. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the new report, the new word on the street is that Zelda Breath of the Wild will not be launching with the Nintendo Switch. I heard about this. Did they say specifically why? Or Because it's not ready. All right. I mean, they've only had several years to get it, you know, done. They're only going to complete the game next month, then it needs at least six months of testing. Mm. All right. I say good on them for not releasing something that's buggy and not finished, at the very least. That is true, especially if if this game is actually as big as they're advertising it's going to be. Yeah. Like, this game is going to outclass Skyrim, by the way they were describing it. (laughs) And that's something else. And that's the thing, it's like... I'm now interested in looking at this game. I know. It looks so cool. It's like Zelda meets Skyrim. I know. It, it, it's part Skyrim, part Far Cry with Zelda-ish themes in there. I know, right? It's like, wow, really? This is interesting. So cool. Definitely enjoying the direction this is going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much else can really be said about that. Moving on. Moving on. CD Projekt Red is denying a hostile takeover attempt rumors. So what was going on is they were, uh, uh, the news came from a translation of the agenda for an upcoming shareholder company shareholders meeting, which included a proposal to pay, place a cap on the voting rights of certain shareholders, uh, usually 20% above, as is in the case of this uh article here uh, the, the company uh, allows for them to not vote on certain uh, you know aspects certain certain uh, issues that come up like whether or not the approve or deny a buyout mm. so everyone took this went and oh no they're trying to prevent a hostile takeover and they're like no we're just you know standard steps are being put into place but it's not the case so you know yeah. again, the businesses do this all the time but at the same time the internet freaks out. I don't know if you've been told this or not, but I the know, internet right? freaks out. So yeah, the internet they... freaks out with everything. It does. Yeah, they probably saw what was happening with Ubisoft and are taking steps That's... to make sure that doesn't happen. That probably is the case. Yeah. And I wouldn't surprise me in the least. But yeah, they're... Uh... They put those protections in place, and then they're like, okay, yeah, that's about, I think that's pretty much the end of it. Yep. You know, but of course, this when the news popped up on NeoGAF... <laughs> Like, that should be your first indication right there. Moving on. Moving on. Ah, uh, yes. Remember how it was like it was rumored and then it wasn't and then it was and then it wasn't and then it was rumored and then Nintendo said it wasn't going to be canceled or, you know, it wasn't ending production. And yep. And the, the rumors persisted and yada yada. So, yeah, last week uh, it was reported on Nintendo as finally we can confirm as of today all Wii U hardware will be that will be made available in the North American market for this fiscal year has already been shipped to retail partners. We encourage anyone who wants a Wii U to communicate with their preferred retailer outlet to monitor availability. Uh, meanwhile, the Japanese Wii U confirming that the production of the console will quote end soon and does not specify when that will happen. So no word on the North American they side, said but the... somewhere in Japan, it was a busy sandbox. Yeah, so mid-December is when Japan is going to end production. No word on when uh, North America will be, but it is ending soon. Production for the Wii U. You know what's going to happen. Now it's ending production, everyone will suddenly want one. (laughs) 
We already have one, and we've only played Mario Maker. I on was it. just gonna say, once this happens, then we're probably just gonna bulk buy all of the Wii U games that we want, and just go from there because they'll, you know, drop in price. Yeah, oh, one can hope and think. That too, because there are admittedly a lot of Wii U games that I would very much love to own, but you know, sixty dollars a piece. I don't yeah, think have that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Worth it that console. Yeah, so I'm just going to wait and, you know, wait till the prices drop and then go through and buy all the ones that I want. Yeah, this console had a lot of weird issues. It did. Naming was a big problem. The uh, the initial uh, communication when they unveiled it was a huge problem. Oh, God, that was Despite all the fanboys that defended it, that was unacceptably bad messaging when mm-hmm. they first launched this thing. Uh, People didn't even know it was a new console. Yeah, that was so. that's yeah, part of it. Remember, we thought it was a controller for the Wii. It was Wii. a tablet for the Wii. That's yep. again, Wii U. What what does that mean? Exactly. You know, how many people how many how many moms bought their little Johnny uh, a game for the for their bought a Wii U game with a you know, it's but they don't have a Wii U, they have a Wii and they how many times did that happen or vice versa? Mm-hmm. You know, I guarantee you it happened. Yep. But yeah, you know, at the same time Nobody needed, you know, it's like, eh, it's not that it's a bad console. It eventually found its place. But the problem is by the time it did and by the time the messaging got out as to what it was, was everybody already made up their mind that it's not something they needed. And at which point in time, only Nintendo published games for it, which is obviously proof positive that even with games that are that good, still not enough to sell a console, even though, granted, we did buy it for just one game. We got a... Yeah, some of the ones that I'll definitely be picking up somewhere down the line is uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Splatoon, uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. I've heard really good things about. Bayonetta is on there. Two, Bayonetta Two. Bayonetta Two, yes, is on there. And it's like there's so many good games on there, but at the same time, it's like you know, again, sixty dollars a piece. A, I don't have that available, and B, like, why bother at this point and just wait for the prices to drop because no one's gonna wanna. You know, no one's going to be able to support it anymore. Yeah. Now that the production is ending. And again, every game you listed was Nintendo only. Exactly. All the third-party publishers jumped ship way early. I think Ubisoft was the last holdout, mm-hmm. and I don't, I cannot even consciously remember what the last game they put out for it. Maybe it was Rayman. Yeah, that might have been it. That might have been it. There That's might have been an obscure well. third-party thing that came out to it at some point that I didn't hear about. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, really, you need you need support in order to sell your console. Exactly. <clears throat> and it started with the bad messaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's much else that can be said about it. Nope. Oh, yeah, Brawl is another one that I'll definitely be getting mm. sometime yeah, that's good thing. Another thing we need to speak of. Oh, yeah, that's the thing that happened. The... Uh, NES Classic Edition, that came out. That came out. For $60. Yep. And then it quickly sold out. Yep. And then it popped up on eBay and the what have you for anywhere from $250 to $5,000. Yep. Oh, that's like the Pokemon Go accessory. Mm-hmm. Again, it, Nintendo does this from time to time. A lot of their more popular hardware launches, they'll they'll short stock early to drive up hype for it. Again, I don't agree with this practice. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, it, speaking of uh speaking of this actually, tonight's GT Live they're actually going to be playing with one of these, which is why I left it running on my laptop over there. I'll nice. catch it later. That's awesome. Yeah, so that'll be cool to see. 
Again, it, like the, the the shorting of stock in order to drive up hype only benefits the scalpers. Mm-hmm. Which, if if you're out there paying two hundred and fifty or more dollars for this thing, you're out of your mind. Exactly. Uh, I've heard get an old NES and a bunch of games for less than that. Mm-hmm. The I've I've heard that Walmart's promising that they'll have stock of it through till uh, next Friday. I've heard a couple of places that they're getting more back in. Yeah, yeah. Again, don't buy it for two hundred and fifty dollars or more. If you spent five grand on this, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you obviously have more money than common sense. In which case, I could always use some more money. I know, right? I mean, hey, if you want to do an investment, that uh, I'll spend your money better use than you can. <laughs> But, you know, that might just be me. Again, this is just, they do this to themselves, and I find it insane. I was like, we got a place in our mall that sells uh, original NESs for, what, like 70 bucks? I forget. If that, 60 to 70 bucks for a working original NES console. So, I mean, really, they're out there. We have that a broke one in the. So uh, I know, it saddens me how unpopular that shop is because it's so cool. I know, right? We anyway. have a we have a broked NES in a, in the back room. We do. <laughs> we have a working SNES right behind you over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not much else that can really be said about that. Uh next story. Next story. Oh, so Valve may end up paying a three million dollar fine for failing to offer refunds soon enough. Oh boy. We covered this a while back. Again, legalese and the what have you, mm-hmm. courts move at a significantly slower pace than the news cycle does at this point in time in this oh, day and yeah. age. Uh, do you remember the uh, the there was a law? Lo- they started offering refunds over Steam around 2015. However, there was a lawsuit in Australia it, it filed in 2014 uh, that the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission filed a suit against Valve over its refund policy. Do you remember this? I do. We've yes. covered this here and there. Yeah. Uh, it is ruled that they may be paying a three million dollar uh, Australian dollars fine for this uh, because they, you know not having a refund policy soon enough, and sparing all the legalese. Their attorneys proposed a fine of two hundred and fifty thousand instead, arguing that there was no conduct or misconduct in in their practices beforehand. And at this point in time, everyone's kind of calling bullshit on that. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you know, yeah. <laughs> In which case, uh, at this point in time, the judge is going to wait until mid-December or January to make the final official ruling on it. Uh, however, it is not likely that the $250,000 offer will stick and that the $3 million is more likely what will be charged. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that for when the official ruling comes in. Again, it's mid-December or January is what it says here, that the judge has to think about it. Like Again, I don't know what's to think about. I know. Again, I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer, so I wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's a thing. It's what he says. He's going to be dropping down the ruling on it. But it is moving forward. Uh, the Valve is losing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, again, they're, before the refund policy, it was pretty black and white. They said no refunds. Mm-hmm. Which did uh, violate Australia's consumer law. So Yeah. They tried to argue at one point that, well, we're based in Seattle, Washington, so uh, we shouldn't be beholden to your country's laws. <laughs> Yeah, even okay. again, even though they're selling a product in the country. Yep. <coughs> excuse me. Even though it's just the internet, and you know, the, oh, we're based in Seattle. Doesn't matter. You're selling a product in the said country. Yep. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then there's this. So uh, a hacker from California, name of Anthony Clark, has been convicted of wire fraud following a scheme that involved defrauding EA of FIFA coins to the value of $16 million. Jesus Christ. So, uh... thought it wasn't going to get caught. Yeah, they're like, that might not be obvious. No one will notice. 24 years old, apparently. Hmm. Uh, so the FIFA has led to a black market trading of the game's in-game currency. In short, the currency which can be purchased with real-world money has a value online where it can be sold without EA's permission for less than it costs to buy it legally. The FBI accused Clark and three other co-conspirators. Uh, their names are there. I'm not going to go bother to go through them. They're all 24, though. Mm, that all is the same true. age, oddly enough. Of building software which logged thousands of FIFA matches with a ma- within a matter of seconds, resulting in EA servers crediting Clark and company with coins they had, quote, earned from gameplay. They then yeah, sold them on the black market. The from that was over here because it was on our news. Hmm. Uh, but the, the, the they then sold the coins on the black market to dealers in Europe and China for the value to a value of uh over sixteen million U.S. dollars. Right. The three co-conspirators pleaded guilty and are now waiting sentencing. Uh, following his conviction by a jury in Fort Worth, Texas, Clark's sentencing is due to take place February twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. One small step forward in online security. Uh, still a very big leap to be taken as far as I'm concerned. But oh, yeah. one step at a time, you know. Yeah, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Did they, it's what you said just not too long ago. It's like they didn't think they were going to be noticed. I know, right? Really? It's so stupid. Okay. Sure thing. Uh, and for the final bit of sure things is that the Steam Autumn and Winter sales have leaked... Them janitors, man, I'm telling you. Yes, the the, the ninja janitors. The ninja janitors, man, they get away with all the good information. I know. The autumn sale starts November 23rd at around 12.50 p.m. Eastern, runs through November 29th at about 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. The winter sale starts December 22nd at 12.50 and runs through January 2nd at about 1 p.m. Eastern. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screw you, Valve. I don't have money to burn. <laughs> I know, right? That's just <laughs> it. That's the thing. That's the only good thing about me having overtime is that now I'm going to have more money to burn on more useless shit that I don't really need. But hey, it's on sale for 75% off. <laughs> that's I'll, exactly I'll it. play it at some point. <laughs> It'll be fine. That is exactly what happens. You know, there's not like I don't have time to do the things that I already want to do. And <laughs> I, I can play that. That's fine. Like Firewatch. I bought it on a st- the, whatever the last Steam sale was. I bought that. I'll get around to it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows when? But it's on my Steam account, though. And uh, I don't think if anyone else has anything else from that is all we have for the news. Yep. Yeah. I think we're losing Cass. We're definitely losing Cass. <laughs> I can see the sauce going, and it is saucing don't hard. Don't worry, I'm still awake. Yeah. <laughs> my, head, my head's just hurting again. Again, I keep I tell her this before every show when she's not feeling well. I'm, I keep telling her that she doesn't have to show up. We understand if you're not feeling well. Yep. Yeah, but I know that much. I miss too many fucking shows. <laughs> it is. Oh, you're fine. Relax. It's not my like you know. It's not the best thing. It's not like, you know, if we go unsupervised for a couple of weeks that we wouldn't, you know, burn it all down in a ball of fire or anything like that. In theory. He says that now. (laughs) 
Yep, and that's the story we're sticking to. <laughs> yep. And if we don't have anything else for the news, we should now head on off to the review. Yes. So, reviews. Who's got what? I got a whole lot of nothing. Kaz? Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it's a good thing that I've actually been playing actually quite a few games recently. So, uh, yes. Actually, before I get into this real quick, it was either this or another one that, that's going to be later on. Is uh, I've been replaying Silent Hill 3 lately, and oh my god. That game is still just as awesome as it ever was. That came out in 1999. The memories. The memories. Does that make you feel old? Yeah, yeah it kind of does, actually. Yeah, adventure aired on TV. Yeah. So I actually just beat that again last night, and my god, that game is so good. But unfortunately, we're not sure if we've actually done a review of that or not, so we decided to hold off on that. Well, you decided. Yeah, decided. Well, I asked around and nobody could remember if we've actually done a review of Silent Hill 3 yet or not. We're not expected to remember when could we ever we've already remember done. anything? I know. So, uh, instead, today I'm going to be doing a review of FNAF's sister location. Oh, and yes, shit. I just heard the, uh, the plethora of groans at the mention of FNAF, but just bear with me for a minute. This one is actually really interesting. So, FNAF Sister Location was released on October 7th, 2016. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, we just lost Soldera. Just hold on a minute. I promise this is going to be a short review and, you know, not pay Short reviews do one. not exist with you, so. <laughs> I know. That's just, it's funny. We, every time it's like, it shouldn't take that long. 25, 30 minutes later. <laughs> and we lost Soldera. He just left. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, FNAF Sister Location was released on October 7th, 2016, after a very special troll game was released, where uh, developer Scott Cawthon was posted on Steam saying, like, oh, the game is too dark and too, you know, it's too adult, and you know, I'm, not, I'm not sure what to do with this, and then a couple hours later, it was like, okay, I made up my mind, I'm gonna hold off on releasing the full game, and instead, uh, I'll just release the mature parts on Game Jolt. So, you know, be warned. And the Game Jolt page was like bright, bold letters. It was like, you know, warning, this game is very, very mature, yada, yada. And then it turned out to be a edit of one of his earlier games, Sit and Survive, with just a Freddy Fazbear head on the character. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Which was so that funny. Was priceless. I encourage everyone to look up the GT Live archive footage of when they played this because the look on their faces is awesome because they thoroughly bought it. They thoroughly believed that this was true and that the game was delayed. Which <laughs> is just funny. Oh god, it's so good. That's why I love Scott. He's just such a troll. But uh, He won the internet on that he day. Won the internet. Especially the point where a lot of uh, news sites jumped on it, jumped, jumped down his started, throat, said, Oh, how dare you delay the game uh, yeah, without even looking into it. Like, him and all that for this. But yeah. So that happened on that Wednesday, and then the game, the full game was released on time that Friday. But I guess that was just an amazing moment in gaming history. That was good. That was it a really was good one. It was so good. 
So yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's Sister Location is a very unique game in the franchise, I'll say. It's very, very different from all of the other, uh, all of the previous FNAF games, one through four. And in this game, you're not watching cameras and just closing doors as you were in the original series. On this one, you actually have specific, like, almost minigame-esque tasks to complete on each night that wildly differ from one another night to night. So it's not like in the old games where you can just kind of, like, get used to the pattern and zone out and be done with it. On this one, everything is very unique from night to night. Like, on the first night, you just have to check on the animatronics and nothing actually happens. On the next night, you have a uh, short minigame where you have to restart the power. On the following night, you have another minigame where you have to actually fix one of the animatronics. And it is, it's very different. There is one, uh, I suppose you could say secret mode where you do go into a situation where you do the camera and door situation. But that takes uh, some effort to actually unlock. You have to do very specific tasks through the main game in order to unlock that. It is a very short game, I will say that, because you're not spending time, like, you know, getting used to a pattern or, like, you know, uh, just working out how to do the camera situation. Each night only lasts a couple minutes, depending on, you know, the night itself. Except for night four, I'll say. Night four, and anyone who's played this game knows the curse of night four. Night four is ridiculously difficult, the task that you're assigned to do on that night ridiculously difficult i think the shortest time i've ever seen somebody complete it is like an hour just to get lucky enough to get through it and it's kind of funny with night four as well scott after the fact released a patch for the game that made night four easier because it was so impossible that people were getting stuck on that situation and i've been told that even now even after the patch it is still brutally difficult so that's something to look forward to but yeah uh, sister location is very story driven every night ends in a uh in a, a scene of you actually going home and you know watching tv and like being a normal person but there are several story elements that are told in between nights and also during nights via different cutscenes, different uh, voices of people talking to you through like the intercom system and just an extremely story driven game as opposed to the previous entries in the franchise and I don't know I like it it's really good it's wildly different from all of the other games in the series so yeah if you're a fan of the series and you want to do something besides looking into cameras or like in the case of four just going from door to door checking things and want actually like specific tasks and specific like mini games and very story driven experience. I would recommend checking this one out because it is really good. Yeah. So yeah, did that make sense? Sort of. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> the uh, you know, it does look like an interesting game. Yeah. You know, I do. The one thing that comes to my mind when you're talking about Five Nights is I just recently saw, and I believe it was even this week's Jimquisition was. Uh, he talked about... Uh, I saw the, that, yeah. That was actually really good. I forget what he exactly called it, but he was talking about how Scott Cawthorn uh, earlier on in his... When he made... He's made a lot of games, for those he who has, don't realize. Yeah. His list of games that he's developed are, is lengthy, and mm -hmm. they never really went anywhere, and he got a lot of criticism early on, and one of them was Jim Sterling early on. Yeah, it was Chipper uh, and Sons. Was yep, the Chipper one. and Sons. And uh, he took that... 
uh, criticism and it hurt it or initially it hurt him but he turned it around and said okay if you really think this is creepy and scary and like, i can really make it i know a lot That's darker exactly and a lot creepier it. and scarier it as an insult mm-hmm. and you know he turned that criticism into five nights at freddy's which is whether you Wildly like it or not successful. whether you like it or not it makes money it's now showing up there's toys of it just kind of like it's not as big as minecraft but just like minecraft it's now it now has toys and what have you on the shelves toys, stores t-shirts, all that. so it's going places mm-hmm. and actually just recently i believe the attraction is closed now but in october in uh, Las Vegas, Circus Circus opened up a Five Nights at Freddy's like mini attraction within their gallery of horror attractions that was apparently like amazingly well done. They actually had like full scale models of the characters and like full uh, replicas of the different areas and you know throughout the different games. And apparently they're not allowed to do any filming within the attraction, but I watched a couple of YouTubers who went up there and went through it and they said it was so well done and so authentic that it was just so interesting and so cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, like, if you get a spot in Circus Circus in Las Vegas, then you're going places. Definitely. And just uh, the big thing is that even if you don't like the Five Nights, like, I'm indifferent on the game series personally, yeah. but you've got to respect Scott Carthorn because just even with the stunt he pulled with uh, with the Game Theorist channel and uh, the, the troll movie he did oh, with Sister Location, so is just, that proves to me, well, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that he has a sense of humor. He does. And he doesn't take it too seriously, and unlike also, certain other developers. Uh, and he's also extremely modest as well. I've heard from, uh, again, the same YouTubers that went up to Circus Circus to see the attraction actually met him there and went through the attraction with him. And they said he was like a really quiet, kind of like soft-spoken, very modest, very humble man who you know, is just proud of what he's done. So, I mean, you gotta respect it. He is a very fascinating case study, I feel. It is, yeah. Like, just the way that it started off with Chipper and Sons Lumber Company, which was about, like, these beavers in the forest. But they, the models, you know, looked very, like, dead-eyed, very, you know. Stiff. Stiff, very, you know, they looked like animatronics. And, uh... It was Kim Sterling, I think, who started the ball rolling where he said, you know, this is horrific. And like you said, at first, Scott got very depressed and very yeah. discouraged about this. And I think that was the first time that somebody like big had really paid attention to his games. So he got really depressed when, you know, the criticism that happened in that. But then he just took it and then he turned around and was like, okay, I can do horror. If you think this is scary, why not just make it scary? And it turned into this, and it's been wildly successful. Yeah. So We need more people like that that'll take criticism and use it as constructive criticism to actually improve on things. Absolutely. No I know. question. I was like, Instead all the of, other... Uh, throwing a hissy fit like Again. certain developer you know very well. <laughs> Any of the ones that are suing Jim Sterling right now, if they put that much effort into their games... I know. Imagine what they could create. Mm-hmm. Astonishing, but yeah. yeah. But uh, I think for an official rating for Sister Location, if you are a fan of the games, or even if you're like curious about them but couldn't keep up with the fast pace that the previous entries required, especially in later nights, I would say to give this one a try. I mean, it's... Like I said, again, over and over, I've been saying this, but it is so different from what Five Nights has been up until now, and it's very story-driven. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say buy it now. Oh, wow. Buy it? I thought you were going crackers. Nope. All right. That's good times.
Especially because there have been, at least to my knowledge, so I've been playing this game, I haven't seen any really major bugs or glitches in any capacity. It's always good. It's always helpful. I know. It's like everything works, everything looks great, everything sounds great, and just, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you need to say about that, or should we be moving on? Um, good luck on night four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been told. Oh, it's bad. Mm. It is brutally difficult. Uh, but before we get to night four, how about we head on off to the final thoughts? All right. Final thoughts. All right. Who's got what? For who? For how many dollars? Uh, we might actually be able to head out on time. Yeah, look at that. It's not as late as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, who knows? Well, I haven't gotten to my thing yet. so I was just going to say, you might want to take care of that. Mm, before yes, we first stay. thing first. Uh, Kaz, do you have any final thoughts? It's thundering. It's thundering. Oh, thundering. shit, I'm lightning. <laughs> God damn yep. it, I don't like thunder. The uh, Dark God, anything from you? Um, not really. <laughs> Whoa, not really? <laughs> is, that the, is that an official statement? Yep. There are hiccups. That's there my are hiccups. Final All right. God damn it, that's getting there. <sighs> and then Kaz is having a crisis over on her side. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, there's you thunder and lightning. I don't like thunderstorms much. I like thunderstorms. I do. The uh, the only anime we've watched in the last two weeks was New Game Dark God. Yes, that's a very fascinating anime. Is that all you can say is it's fascinating? It is. It's cool. It's basically about a uh, girl who develop or uh, joins a game development company and makes a game. Or is it part of interested. a... Or is part of making a yeah, game. Yeah, and she's one of the character designers, this new starting character designer. Yep. You know, and it, it doesn't really uh, go into, like, Shirobako levels of, you know, intricate thing with how to develop a game, whereas Shirobako went into the intricate steps of how to make an anime. Mm-hmm. Another show I've been meaning to get to, but I haven't gotten around to yet. But, yeah. it, you know, it's good. I liked it. It's funny. I still want to see birth certificates on this girl. I know. She looks so young. She looks exactly like Kagami from Lucky Star. <laughs> it's all I can see when I look at her. <laughs> yeah. And, so, uh, um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's very different. Very fascinating concept for an anime. There have been a lot of really good shows this see- this year, not yeah. just season, but this year in general for anime has been really exceptionally good. Yeah. And then there's Ko. Yes. I love Ko. She's my favorite character. What about the director? The director would be my favorite character if she was in it more. Yeah, she's, she's not in it very she's often. She's very sporadically in it. She's hilarious while she's there, but she's not in it that often. So, uh, yeah, favorite character is definitely Ko. She's so funny. I love her. Yeah, it's good times there. And Ren also. Ren is a pro troll. Mm. But they're yeah. all good, though. Yeah. Dragon Ball Super took an interesting turn last weekend. Right. Vegito finally made a reappearance. Nice. You remember the fused one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember all the fusions they went through. But, yeah, uh... Didn't turn out how I thought that episode. I thought it was going to be Vegito that finished the current series off, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave it at that so I don't spoil anything else. Hmm. And then also, how's Amanchu going, by the way? I've not been watching anything lately because of the fucking headaches. What? She'll tell you, when I've been on video, I can't even look at the screen for that long. <laughs> I know, she's been dead. Yeah. But still, Amanchu, you gotta get around to that. And uh, I don't think there's much else for anime as it would 
pertain other than I can't wait for Izetta to finish airing so you can get around to watching that. That looks like it's going to be really awesome. And it's not also being hyped up by Twitter, so it might actually be good. Unlike, you know, ReZero, which was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only wish I was watching the show that Twitter watched with ReZero. But apparently know, there's right? some mystery version we don't know about. Maybe. Where the 18th episode is the most amazing episode of anime ever filmed. <laughs> or animated, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's like, it, I wish I was watching that show, because whatever Twitter watched was must have been great, but... The version on Crunchyroll, yeah, I'm intrigued by it, but it's not like the greatest thing of all time. But yeah, that's it gives me hope. Twitter's not hyping that show up, so it looks good from the clips I've seen of it. It'll be interesting to check out. I don't believe there's anything else for anime. Uh, final thoughts before I get into what I wanted to get into? Go for it. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Yeah, two weeks ago, I uh, I had a little talk about the election before it happened, and uh, yeah, since it and my big thing was that I just I was like, oh, I just wish it was over, yada yada. And it, now that it's officially happened, I do believe there's a good portion of the country that wishes it was still going on, because yeah, that happened. Oh God, we're talking about both FNAF and the election. I this know is be our most hated episode ever. I know it's going to be, re- especially when I start going with what I'm about to say. I guarantee I'm going to get emails. I'm going to piss somebody off here with what I'm about to say because I you always piss someone off. That's nothing new. Again, uh, long story. Officially, I'm registered as a Democrat, but that was because back when I registered, I forget if it was in middle school or high school, but the teacher, I think it was middle school, the teacher lied about propped up the Democrats being great and the Republicans are so old schooly and I'm like oh that sounds great I'll do it and so then I I just laziness on my own part I haven't unregistered I've been meaning to go independent for a long time which is more or less where I stand uh last show I officially said I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton because yeah I uh and for for the record, my vote wouldn't have swung the election either which way because we live in New York, which is hopelessly blue. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just going to throw that in there real quick, is that like everyone was giving me so much shit for not voting. As soon as the polls closed in New York, it was given to Hillary immediately. Yeah, like two or three counties reported in in New York City, and then it was like, oh, the whole state's blue, and it's like... Okay, in which uh, is not surprising. how your election actually works over there. Yeah, it was all the like, same. I'll get there. 80% of the state was red yet. Three key locations made it blow. But yep. It's the population density in the cities. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all the same, uh, I'll get into the Electoral College here in a second. But yeah, Hillary Clinton lost. I which know. shocked. I was shocked by that. I for sure was I going was and amazed. thought. Now, here's the thing. I wanted Hillary to lose. And then when she did, I was like, yeah, oh, wait, shit. That means Donald Trump won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, wait, no, I shouldn't celebrate just yet. Uh, yeah, not Hillary. Uh, that was the thing that happened. I do believe there's a lot of uh, there's million and one factors that attributed to it. But uh, there's no one way you can point at one thing and go, this is the cause. However, a key factor, I said that the polls weren't so much rigged as they were wrong, and I was right, but how I was right for the wrong reasons. I thought for sure that Johnson and some of the other third parties were going to, how many, over the last year, I heard a bunch of people, oh, I'm voting third party, I'm voting third party. That's all you heard for the last year straight. I'm voting third party, Johnson, Jill Stein, you know, yada, yada. That's all you heard was, I'm voting third party, down ticket, these candidates are terrible, which, by the way, that's true, they were, both were, both were. And then as all of a sudden it comes time to vote, people get into the booth, and all of a sudden it, I, it, 
Johnson only came in at like 3% and change, which yeah. that is the most shocking thing to me above all else. Like, where the hell did everyone that said we were going to vote go? I know. And it, after a couple of bits of research, I came to the conclusion that the biggest key problem that I saw is that the mainstream media for the last year plus of being in the pocket of Hillary Clinton demonize anyone who could possibly vote for Trump as being bigoted, racist, sexist, and all the other isms you can think of under the sun. And if you vote for him, you are too. And so the problem is, is that these polling companies, I said that they have a, they, it behooves them to get, get it right. And that's true. It helps them in the long term to, you know, to be accurate in this sense. And when they, a lot of these polling companies like Gallup or 538 or what have you, they call by phone. And then, of course, you know, they call and say, hey, I'm Nate Silver from 538.com. Who are you going to vote for this election? And then, of course, the thought that goes through everyone's mind when they get this phone call is, well, I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. I'm not all these other isms. So, you know, I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson. And that's that's why Gary Johnson's numbers were up at around 6.5% and Donald Trump was low by 3%. Mm -hmm. But when it came time for the voting booth, everyone just silently kind of... And the biggest point I can point to is that Colin Moriarty called this weeks ago. He, he, he talked about it uh, during a Game of Regreggy show topic, and he just also... He came out with a really great post on his Facebook after the election uh, stating so. And also they did a uh, Colin and Greg live oh, after that, the election, I, which was... I encourage people a, to watch that. That, that is, is a really garbage good. truck fire, which is funny because that's actually the Colin and Greg live... Uh, the symbol, the icon for their actual show is a yeah. garbage truck on fire. And that's, it was a dumpster fire for that show, but <laughs> it's just because the media demonized everyone for being, Oh, you're racist and all this other nine yards. If you vote for Trump, that kept everyone a little bit quieter about whether or not they were going to vote for him or not. And then all of a sudden it came out that whoops, he did have a marginal error of lead, but it's just like, ah, really? You know, it's the fact that they did it to themselves. And then post the election, I got news for everyone. The next four years is going to be insufferable because instead of admitting that the media was wrong and, oh, no, we maybe shouldn't have shilled for Hillary over and over again. What did they do? But they're going to double, not just double, but triple down on the same mistake that got Donald Trump elected. Now, since then, it's like there have been protests going on across the country about for because Trump was elected. And it's like all they're showcasing is the violent part of the protest which is a very small margin of the protesters but it's still at the same time they're just they're tripling down on this oh you're racist if you voted for you should be ashamed if you didn't get it it's only gonna galvanize the people that voted for him because they felt screwed under obama with the you know they they were sold a false bill with uh obamacare they were sold false bills and then their taxes on small businesses went up which if you don't have a small business you have to realize the taxes on small businesses are huge a lot of yeah. You, know, you, you ask get, me, these big corporations should be getting the freaking taxes. If you own a small business, you are getting reamed in taxes, and then Honestly, there's Obamacare. Honestly, it's bad over here. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden this year, all of a sudden your premiums on the insurance you didn't want to buy that you were forced to are now going up twenty five, thirty, forty something percent. And it's like that's why a lot of things. And a lot of people look, oh, you must be racist. Not really. Donald Trump got more of the Latino vote this year than Romney did four years ago. And he got more of the uh, and, and the other way around. Hillary Clinton got less of the female vote than uh, Obama did four years ago. So it's like it's not 59 million people all of a sudden are coming out as members of the Ku Klux Klan. You got to stop and think about this, because if you don't, it's only going to happen worse in 2018 and 2020 if Donald Trump is reelected, which there's rumors going on that he'll only be a one term anyway, because he doesn't want to run for a reelection because and then he might lose. It's a word. The, you know, the verdict is still out on that. 
that's a long ways away. But all I can say is you tweeted it out earlier is that uh, it's going to be one hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, I took the gift from a uh, taxi with Queen Latifah being like, buckle up for safety. <laughs> yeah, buckle up for safety. Yeah. It's just it's astonishing to me how people can just triple down on the narrative that got Donald Trump elected and they're still sticking with it. If you don't listen to the the Rust Belt area of the country, the middle of the country, the people that have been screwed over with some of these policies and you're just automatically come out with the fact that they're, uh, you know, they're racist. You know, 99 percent of them probably couldn't give a shit. Not to say that there aren't bad apples that voted for Donald Trump that aren't members of the Ku Klux Klan. They probably are. And they need to be called out for the shitty behavior that they induce. But at the same time, not all of them are. And it's just insane to think that way. And it's only going to make things worse at the same time. And for all the people, and this is the part that really makes me roll my eyes, for all the people that say, oh, we need to repeal the Electoral College. Good luck. Because even if, it, I think it's like it has to be passed, but you have to open up a constitutional convention. It has to go through the Senate and the House. Two-thirds majority must uh, ratify it. And then if that happens, which that alone would require an act of God in order for it to get to that point, then it has to go to the state legislators, and then 43 of 50 states have to approve of it. Okay? It's not happening. We need to move on. Get over that fact. It's not. Do you really think like not even like smaller states like Hawaii or Alaska or New Hampshire are going to ratify it? What about states like Ohio? or North Carolina, or Florida, you really think that they're going to give up the advantage that they have in this <laughs> just because California has so many more people then? And again, a lot of people are crying about the fact that Hillary won the popular vote. The best way to think of the Electoral College is there are 50 polls that are run across the country all at the same time on the same day, and certain states have more people voting in them than others. Donald Trump won 32 and lost 18. The 18 that he lost were pretty big in that, like, California is worth 55, New York is worth 29, and so on and so forth. But it's like, and they go down by then size. The biggest you can have is 55, the lowest you can have is 3. And he won 32 of 18, and the end result is he won 306 to 232. It balances itself out that way. Just because California has more people then say Wyoming doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, we need to go for a popular vote. Cause at that point in time, the opinions and thoughts of the center of the country are completely lost uh, by the, you know, the East coast, the New York and the uh, California vote, which again, I can see the fairness of it. I understand the frustration, but at the same time, he pulled off a genius campaign. I can't believe he even won states that Republicans haven't won in years. I was going to say Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It was night. 1980, I think, 8 was the last time Pennsylvania went, along with Michigan was 88, Wisconsin was 1984. He almost got Minnesota, which was 1972 was the last time Minnesota went red. He lost that by only like 50,000 votes. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you didn't vote, 46% of eligible voters didn't vote. Uh, and that's eligible voters. Dark Guy oh, here yeah. isn't even registered Speaking to vote. Speaking of that, yeah. you know that massive anti-Trump <laughs> protest that happened recently? Right. About 80% of them there did not vote. Yeah, I heard so that they too. they have no say whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm I saying know. though, is that if you're an eligible voter and you didn't vote, I'm hoping you're happy with your choice because a lot of the places, of the 32 polls that he won, 
at least 10 or 11 solid of them were decided by 100,000 or less votes. Yeah. That is a razor thin margin. Mm -hmm. Like Florida, North Carolina. He almost got in Virginia as well. Yeah. Uh, he won Ohio by a margin larger than that than he won in Texas, which is astonishing. But <laughs> it's like uh, Minnesota, he almost won. It's like, like several places, 10 or 11 locations that he won by less than 100,000 votes. And it's like, if you didn't vote, I hope you're happy with your choice. Yeah, I'm not registered, and like I said, people were giving me shit for it, but at the same time, New York went to Hillary almost instantly. And again, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, in which so. case it doesn't matter who I voted for, because at that, if you're not voting Democrat in New York, it's a protest I was vote. I because it truly does not matter in New Similarly, York. as Colin Moriarty voted for Gary Johnson in California, same difference. California, blue instantly. It's just, it doesn't matter. Yep. In New York, it truly does not matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, Democrats have a right to be pissed off about it because Hillary Clinton is a terrible candidate. It's not that she was, you know, oh no, she's a female. And she blamed and also, everyone no. else for losing. She is a terrible candidate with more political baggage than is than I can wrap my head around that should be feasibly possible. Okay, and not even just talking about... Uh, any of her past misgivings, but then also her husband is there. So anytime she tried to levy an attack against Donald Trump, it's like, well, her husband's right there. So it's like, you know, it's, it's too much baggage going on. That should have been obvious from the beginning. There's arguments to say that Bernie Sanders wouldn't have fared much better. Uh, that The debate's out, and the, an the question will never be answered mm -hmm. uh, outside of a think space. But there are several other candidates in the Democratic Party that could have done definitely better that guaranteed better against trump yeah really like mm -hmm. donald trump i know it's just astonishing like if you're a democrat you have every right to be mad i'd say contact the dnc you know by mm -hmm. you know twitter facebook uh snail mail email <laughs> yeah email Yep. Email. Yeah, Email. that's funny. But no, no. Contact them. Let them know the candidate you gave us was terrible and it should be your fault that this is probably you had a year and a half plus to figure out that this was not going to be a good idea. When the Republic, when you like what feels like 50 years ago, the you know, when during the primaries, the Republican candidates had what, like 12 in the primaries or something like 10 to 12 or something were running for the presidency and Donald Trump was in the middle of it. And the Democrats had what? four or five maybe and that dropped down to just hillary and bernie within the matter of a couple of months if that it's like you couldn't have figured out that this wasn't going to go well really <laughs> i know right and all the same you know it just it's astonishing to me how you know especially like what Cass said 80 percent of the people that are protesting now didn't even vote i'm sorry the, that ship has already sailed Yep. And for all those people who are saying that the, oh there's still a chance that hillary clinton could win that's true there is a chance that she could win just like an asteroid could hit planet earth splitting it in two yep uh the electoral college uh the voters themselves the electorates uh vote on december 19th when they actually cast their ballot and uh it's what's called becoming a faithless elector <laughs> and if they cast for something outside of what their faith state said they should be voting for uh the fines are small and pretty inconsequential i mean for me it would be a lot but i think they said it's like a thousand dollar fine or something to the effect thereof a slap on the wrist and down the road you go uh to ask at least i think it's like 40 or more would be required for in order for hillary to get the 270 required that's asking a lot and if you think the riots are bad because donald trump won if they all go if that many go faithless you think the riots are bad now just wait. Mm -hmm. 
again, I don't expect Donald Trump to be great. I again, uh, he's what did I say? I said before the election, he is a clown. Don't give for all those people always oh, Hitler. He's this. He's the worst person. You're giving him far too much credit. Mm-hmm. He is a clown at best, and it is okay. We'll see what happens. Is he probably going to be terrible? Well, most likely. Yeah. But hey, give him a chance to be terrible, and then you can criticize him for his policies and not for rhetoric that he's you know just nonsense he spews in advance of it, or some people the things that people make up like social media. I'm hesitant to retweet clinks and pictures in the way because i'm not sure if they're true or not there's a uh an e- a twitter thing a picture rolling around of him coming from a times mag a quote from a times magazine article that it's like oh if i ever ran for president i would i would run as a republican because those people are idiots and they'll vote for anything it, guess what that's not true so is that time magazine are you kidding me he never said that as is also the, the same picture of like there's a picture of Reagan shaking Trump's hand when he's super young saying, I don't know for the life of me, I felt like I was shaking the president's hand himself. And it's like, no, that, that never happened either. That, no. it's, it's all made up. Mm-hmm. There's Trump says and does enough things that you can criticize him for that doesn't necessarily have to be made up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that really astonishes me that I don't understand is why people have to make shit up in order to try to take Donald Trump down. He says and does enough things that it should be obvious unto himself. Yep. You know, and by the way, if you make stuff up, it deters your own ar- argument. As is if you incite violence and flip over cars and, and burn down storefronts, that also kind of hurts your message. Even though the vast majority of the protests are peaceful, it doesn't help. And again, it's just... Mm, what do you, can you say, really? It's just astonishing to me. I expect yeah. him to be terrible. At most likely case scenario, he's going to go into Washington. He's going to give everyone a swift kick in the ass, piss everyone off to the point where nothing gets done. And then four years, hey, we get to vote again. Hopefully there's better candidates. Hopefully. That's my big hope. I said before the election, I'll say it after, I'll say it again now. If nothing else, hopefully this has scared people into realizing that their vote counts, it's important, and that we actually vote, get candidates in there that are worthy of voting for. I know, right? You know, really. Instead of a choice between bad and worse. <laughs> yeah, instead of bad and worse. What how what kind of diarrhea would you like? Would you like the thick and chunky variety or the thin and runny? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is basically let's, it. Let's let's try to vote on that instead. Yeah. Same thing with third party. Like you said, they were both terrible as well. Oh God, Gary Johnson, what a wet noodle. Yep. Seriously. I can love that quote. <laughs> Uh, again, it's just, you know, what can you really do? Again, if you didn't vote, I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't vote. Again, oh, yeah. Trump won with less popular votes than Mitt Romney lost with four years ago. Yeah. Mitt Romney, I believe, was like 62 million and change, give or take. I forget what it was. And he lost with that. Mm-hmm. So, mm, yeah. And uh, again, as far as I'm concerned with Trump, as long as he puts uh, a pro-gun uh, Supreme Court justice in, great. He probably will fuck everything else up. Oh, and by the way, the wall is not happening, and neither is Hillary Clinton going to jail. It's not happening either. Yes, we did, Saldera. Saldera's been asking if we've heard about all the votes for Harambe. Yes, there's a bunch of Harambe. A bunch of people in North Carolina voted for these nuts. Yep. <laughs> oh, I saw that as well. I'm like, okay, I hope you're happy about your candidate, D's Nuts, D's getting, nuts. <laughs> getting its five seconds of fame on the news. What a waste of a vote, though, when you actually think about it. <laughs> and North Carolina was one of those states that came down to about 150,000 votes. Yep. So, again, it's like, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> again, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, again, I don't expect him to do much of anything. I like I said most likely scenario is probably going to happen. Uh, I don't expect a wall to be built, and if it does, 
I want it to be a wall. Well, there's a fence at some point, at certain points. Yeah. There's already a wall. Here's the thing. (laughs) If he does build a wall, I want the wall to be so impressively huge that the Chinese look at it and go, damn, maybe we should upgrade ours. (laughs) That's what, that's, that's the only way I would consider the wall to be a success. Again, it's not happening. Oh yeah. As is Hillary Clinton getting arrested and prosecuted. It's not going to happen. No. Move on. That ship has sailed. And hopefully this teaches people that, you know, their vote does count and to actually get out and vote. Hello, Millennium X17 here for a bit of a post-audio commentary on it. I, I know this has gone on for very long, but I just one last thing I wanted to insert in so that there's no confusion as to where my point is. I kind of got cut off here at the very end of the podcast. It's actually the very next day I'm editing the show right now. So ultimately, just to get right to the point, to wrap up my ultimate thoughts is... At the end of the day, the reason why I say the next four years is going to be insufferable is at the end of the day, the media cried wolf. Eight years ago, 2008, it was McCain. They called him the devil. They called him Hitler and this thing. And then four years ago, Romney, same thing. He's the devil. He's Hitler. He's the worst thing ever. And then now in 2016, they called Donald Trump this. And ultimately, it fell on deaf ears because it was all white noise. They ran out of insults to throw at people. at people that didn't even really deserve it. And then, of course, when Donald Trump comes along and when it might have stuck, it didn't because it's all white noise at that point in time. And in the week and a half or so plus, there's just not even official cabinet members that Donald Trump has officially chosen. It's just people that are rumored to be part of his cabinet. And it's like a week and a half plus, and it's every single day, all you hear about from the media is, oh, it's the worst thing he's ever done. It's the worst thing he's ever done. It's, it's, this, is the, this person's racist, and that person's racist, and the other person's racist. And it's like everything he does cannot be the worst thing that he's ever done. And at this point in time, there it's it's the media who cried Hitler at this point in time. Every single thing he's doing is the worst thing ever. And eventually, when he does do something wrong, when he does deserve to have his feet put to the fire, which he should, it's all going to fall on deaf ears because it's all white noise because all they're doing is constantly, nonstop, crying Hitler at every turn every every last thing the last week alone has been insufferable everything they just like there's no there's no ammo left that they've got to throw at him because they've already said everything he does everything he does can't be the worst thing ever it's just absurd to me so you got to take it back a notch and you've got to realize that if you if all you do is cry hitler then by the time it might be you know worthy of the the comment it's no one's going to listen. And that's unfortunately the place it is. And it's like a, a good example is that when I mentioned the fake uh, things on Twitter, there's a, there's a, uh, a comedian, it's not a comedian, it's like a parody account of Donald Trump's, it's like at real Donald Trump, but Trump is misspelled and there's no check mark. Well, the vast majority of people probably realize that it's a parody account. I've seen people retweeting it enough and I've seen it in different news articles being sourced and that, well, again, while most people realize it's a parody account, there's a fraction of the people who don't. And it's like I've said I said it as well in this argument that if you don't you don't need to make stuff up in order he says enough things and does enough things that you could criticize him for. Don't make stuff up in order to criticize him for. And ultimately, that is what I'm getting at here is that you don't want to cry wolf at every single turn of the corner, which ultimately in the week and a half since he's been elected, is all that's happened, you know. Every single person he chose is, is is rumored to be chosen for, while not the greatest choices in the world, they all can't all be racist, and it, it's not always the worst choice ever. It's just unfortunately that that's the turn 
that this is taking. And that is ultimately why I feel that the next four years is going to be insufferable. And on that note, I will bring it back to the podcast where I can finally get cut off and put a big exclamation point on the whole rant. Yeah. I don't think there's much else to really be said about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the people, cut him off. No, you know the last thing I'll say, and I'll end on this. Don't freak out because he's not going to become a dictator because there are checks and balances in place. Even though the Republicans lead the Senate, they have 51 people. You need 60 votes in order to pass anything through the Senate. So don't freak out. There are still balances in place. It's not going to be half as bad as people are freaking out to be. Also, you need to look up the live chat. I don't give the Chinese ideas. Again, I'm going to say, if if he's going to build a wall, which I don't think is going to happen, but if he does, it damn well better be real impressive. <laughs> Nothing short of that is going to you know, fly. But again, I don't even think it'll happen in either which case, and that is all I should be saying about that. Hopefully I didn't upset too many people with that. Again, it just, I'll it, go duct tape his mouth now. It shocked me. I could not believe it. But then, of course, as you stop and think about it, it does make certain amount of sense that, uh, you know, yeah. the way the media demonized it and the fact that they then doubled down on their same mistake after shilling for Hillary for, for a year plus. She got billions of dollars of free TV coverage on top of the estimates are in and between all the donations and what have you, she's mm-hmm. spent. billion-something dollars between all the supporters. Had the media in her pocket the whole time, and she still lost. If that doesn't prove what a terrible candidate she is, I don't know what else could possibly prove it. And on that note, we need to get going, so I'm going to go duct tape him to Yes, because, yeah, I'm looking at the clock myself. We do need to go. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah. we need to get out of here. I'm going to go duct tape Melania's okay. mouth shut right now. So, so. I'll, I'll stop. That was my final point. It's just astonished to me. Astonished. In the next you four years again, it's going to be insufferable. about politics anyway. <laughs> mm, yeah. And that's all we have for this week. Do you have any final thoughts? Nope. Kaz. Nope. All right. Most likely we'll be back in two weeks. I don't know if there, our show might be recording on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday because two weeks from now, my overtime day will be a Thursday. So we'll have to wait and see on that. And I don't believe there's much else. Whether or not I've played anything is another huge question mark altogether, which I wouldn't think would be possible. But we'll have to wait and see. Until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later. Bye now.